Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's the moment you've been looking forward to all week. It's another episode of uh, Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. Uh, my name is Josiah. I'm one of the pastors here, Prayer and Crisis Care. And uh, we love the Bible at Crosspoint Church, and we love to study it and get what we can from it because we believe that God gave it to us as a gift uh, to help us understand Him better and understand how to follow Him and honor Him. Uh, in Psalms, it says, I've hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. And uh, today, our verse, um, as you know, we often take our verse from the verse of the day from you version. And today, our verse is about Scripture itself, which is pretty cool. And it's another reason why I like um, using the you version uh, verse of the day or suggestions that you guys might want to send in um, because it challenges me. So I could have just uh, spiked the punch today, so to speak, by saying I'd like to talk about the importance of Scripture. So I'm going to uh, cherry pick and go 2 Timothy 3.16. Uh, but I didn't do that. See, you version did it. They just put it out there as the verse of the day. So it gives me a chance to talk about the importance of Scripture by looking at Scripture itself. So it's, it's pretty cool, and I hope it will really help you today. That's my intention. So we're going to get into it. Um, if you want to know more about the purpose of the podcast and the things that we do, um, go back and check out all the earlier episodes, and uh, there will be a good description of what we're aiming at. Or you might just pick it up from listening to today's episode. So here we go. Um, our verse of the day from you version for today came from 2 Timothy. Okay, That's a letter from Paul. Uh, to uh, Timothy, which was a pastor in training, someone that he uh, picked and discipled and trained and got him going as an elder or a pastor, and he left him in charge of um, a church that he had planted. Paul did all this uh, for a young man named Timothy. And then what's very valuable to us is he wrote Timothy at least two letters. So, of course, he may have wrote more, and we just don't have them collected into Scripture. But he um, wrote him at least two letters giving him so much good godly wisdom and advice and things inspired by the Holy Spirit to just help Timothy be a good minister and a good worker for God. And how valuable is that? Because that's what a lot of us are trying to do, right? We're trying to serve God and minister to people either in my job like I do as a pastor or you are ministering to people in your workplace or in your family or with your friends and things like that. So to get advice about how to do that straight from someone like the Apostle Paul, you can't ask for better than that. Because a lot of times in the Bible, we have to just take these principles and try to apply them as we can to our situation. But here we have something that was directly meant to help somebody who was doing ministry. And so that's pretty rich. And so we won't really want to pay attention to it. Okay, So our verse comes from 2 Timothy. You'll find it towards the end of Paul's letters. So his letters start at Romans. And uh, if you keep going towards the back, you'll find 2 Timothy. And our verse comes now from chapter 3, verse 16. And <laughs> something else we might do in the future, this just occurs to me, John 3.16 is such a well-known verse that I've heard other people say, let's do the other 3.16s from the Bible. And that's an interesting idea. I've, done, I've looked at it before, and it, it can be pretty interesting. But uh, nothing mystical about it, but it can be kind of a curiosity. All right, so here we go. 2 Timothy 3.16 reads this. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Okay? All scripture is breathed out by God and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And uh, we're reading here from the ESV version of the Bible. 
All right, so the first thing we're going to do is, um, as we always do, is we want to look at the context of the scripture. And there's two contexts we want to look at. The greater one, which we talked a little bit about in our intro already, like the larger context of where it's at. So like if we were looking at a map, we'd say, what continent is this country on? And then look at the country and then to, to zero in even more, we might say, okay, what state in this country are we looking at? We could look at what city in that state. We could look at what street in that city and so on like that. That's the way context works. And so here we're going to try to locate, you know, the larger context is this, like we talked about in the intro. Paul raised up this young man in the ministry, Timothy, and he appointed him and trained him to be a, a lead elder, a pastor in a church. And uh, then he gives him information and help in how to do his task the right way. And so that's the larger context. So we have to keep that in mind. So here's something to remember. If you're not a first century minister in a small church in the Mediterranean somewhere, then this letter is not directly to you. And it's, it is good to keep that in mind because that helps us to make sure that we apply some things in it to our actual context. We, we get the idea, oh, I'm going to have to do a little work in understanding the original context here, or I could run the risk of applying things to myself that were not meant that way. And so that's the larger context. This is from the Apostle Paul to a minister he's training. So unless you're a minister being trained by the Apostle Paul himself, this is not directly to you, and it helps to keep that in mind. So that's the larger context. Now, we don't let that throw us off because we can definitely apply some things from the Scripture to ourselves, but we just want to make sure we're applying it correctly. And uh, the best way to do that is to pay attention to the context. So here we see in the verse, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Why are you talking about that, Paul? Why are you talking right now to Timothy about Scripture? Um, seeing the Bible as a collection of un related bits of information and wisdom is a good way to mess yourself up and not read it correctly. Um, the Bible is a coherent thing and it's meant to make sense and it made sense to the people it was originally written to. Okay, So the author, Paul, had an intention of what he was trying to teach Timothy. So when you begin to wonder, and you should let yourself wonder, okay, why are we talking about scripture right now? That's a good idea, and you'll go, okay, why is Paul talking to Timothy about Scripture? That causes your brain to go, what is the context here? And so then it becomes helpful to say, oh, we're in chapter 3, verse 16 of a letter, so I'll bet some things that came before he started talking about this will help me understand why, and you're right about that. So let's look at two different pieces of context that come right before our verses. So first of all, we'll go back to the beginning of chapter 3, because I think in this uh, way it's helpful. And that'll be helpful to you as you read the Bible. If you read a couple verses in a chapter, it's a good practice to read them, try to get a hold on that, and then read the whole chapter. Now, is that going to challenge some of your habits of reading Scripture? Yeah. But you can do it, man. Most chapters in the Bible are not going to take you any more than 10 minutes to read, 10 to 15. And that's extreme. That's a long chapter. Uh, this particular one here probably wouldn't take us any more than five minutes to read through the whole chapter. And it's helpful because the original letter was not divided up into chapters. That was done later by um, interpreters of the Bible. But they did it. They did do it for a reason. Did they always get it exactly right? Uh, that's up for debate. But a lot, it's a good guide to a complete thought. Okay, When they divided it up into chapters, they did so trying their very best to determine when Paul had started a complete thought and was ending one. 
So let's try it out. So we go to the beginning of chapter 3, and in my ESV Bible, this chapter is given a heading that says, Godlessness in the Last Days. Godlessness in the Last Days. And Paul starts the discussion here in chapter 3 by telling Timothy this. He says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. Okay, powerful words and this big warning to Timothy. Now he goes on to say some other stuff. And then look here in uh, verse 10. So we go down here in verse 10. We're getting closer to our scripture in 16. He says this, you, however, okay, so Paul says, this is the way people get in the godless last days. And in contrast to that, Timothy, you should be different. You should be different than the people around you. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and in Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. So you see, Paul is setting up a very important contrast, and it's important for us as followers of Jesus Christ. He's saying, Timothy, the world around you is going one direction, and those who follow Jesus Christ are going a different direction, and you need to make sure you're not pulled away to go the way the rest of the world is going. You need to make sure you keep going the way that God wants you to go. And that should leave you saying, well, how can I do that? You see that? There's the context. Paul is helping Timothy see the contrast between those who follow Christ and are going his way versus those who follow what the Bible keeps calling the ways of this world. And so in verse 14, he goes on and says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you've learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings. There you go. It's the first time the Bible comes up. So when Paul's referring to the sacred writings, he's referring to the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures. And uh, Timothy was raised in these because of his grandmother, Lois, and some other people in his family. And so he's been trained already in the Old Testament scriptures, which were inspired by God. And Paul is pointing Timothy back to that and saying, hey, you know how these have caused you to go a different direction than the rest of the world? And that's why scripture becomes so important in this context and what leads to the 316 scripture is because Paul is setting up a contrast between the way the world is going and those who follow God and how scripture is integral so important, so key to keeping your mind and your heart on the right road by reading scripture more than and in, and in a more important way than we follow the rest of culture. And you can find this all through the New Testament, but like I said in our podcast, we're limited, so we have to just you know use what we got here. And so once you understand that, then you can say, why is Paul talking about scripture? Remember us asking that question? He's talking about it because the rest of the world is following all these deceiving things and they're going from bad to worse. And we need to stay glued to our scripture so that we can keep going in the way of life. And so now you're saying this is how a letter that Paul originally wrote to Timothy, a young minister who he was training to be a pastor. We do need to be careful how we apply some of it to us because it wasn't originally to us. But what we can do now is because we know our context, we can look around in our own world and say, 
does this have anything to do with me? Yes, it does. As I look around, it's still this way. The culture we live in disagrees on several very key points with the Bible and with the community of the church, which is based around the scripture. So that's still true. And so we can say, okay, this is still true for me. What would Paul advise me to do knowing that he, how he advised Timothy? He would say, you need to remember how important your scripture is and stay with it. Don't get pulled away into the way the rest of the world is going. Okay. So that's just one of the ways that context helps us so much. So this scripture is very important to us and we can be so sure of its message now because we've done our work and used the context to help us understand it. So we keep reading now. He says, you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So we know the Bible doesn't save us. Bible study doesn't save us. Bible knowledge doesn't save us. It just says, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. There it is. Leads us right into 16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And now let's look at one verse after to make sure we finish our context. And this verse 17 finishes uh, the chapter. So it's good for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All right, so there we have it. Paul's trying to train Timothy as a man of God who's, who can be effective in ministry. And at least in this particular part right here, the point, the main point that the original author Paul was trying to communicate to his original audience, Timothy, was that, hey, Timothy, the culture around you, which doesn't follow the scripture because they don't have faith in Jesus, will be going their own way. And it will result in these character things that he talks about at the beginning, heartless, unappeasable, slanders without self-control, and so on. And I leave you to compare those verses to the world around you right now and see if it doesn't remind you of some things that are happening. And it may remind you of some of your own behavior that you're repenting from and, and walking away from. And so he says, because this culture around you is going that way, you need to remain focused on Christ Jesus. And here's one of the main ways you can do it is staying focused on the scripture, which is breathed out for God. And it works for that purpose to keep you focused on God and to help you be ready for everything God is calling you to do. So that's what he's trying to communicate to Timothy. And we know since we find ourselves in similar circumstances, trying to stay faithful to Christ and minister on his behalf in a culture which is going a different way, we know that these verses are very good for us to hear. Okay, Now, where can we see Jesus in these verses? All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, as always, there's lots of ways we could see Christ in this, so I don't pretend to be giving you the key, the only way. So all we can do is, you know, many scriptures might point to things about Jesus and his ministry in many ways, but we can. it's always helpful to look at at least one. So here's one that I think would be helpful. If you go back to your Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when you watch Jesus doing what he did, he so often quotes scriptures which applied to him. Okay, And he'll take scriptures and he'll use them in, in discussions with the Pharisees. He'll use um, the scriptures as his basis for his discussions with the disciples. He uses scriptures as a way to correct his um, opponents, but also to correct and help those he's discipling. You go back and look. You're going to see this all throughout the scriptures. He'll say, these scriptures pointed to me. He'll say things like, heaven and earth may pass away, but not one jot or tittle from the scripture will pass away until all has been fulfilled. He'll say he's the fulfillment of scripture, so on and on. 
These verses point us to Jesus in this way, which is so cool. Jesus calls us to pick up our cross and follow him and empowered by the Holy Spirit, live the life that he lived and minister in the way that he ministered and lay down our lives for our friends like he did. And what's cool is Jesus used the scriptures in the way that Paul is advising Timothy to use the scriptures and in the way that I'm advising all of us to use the scriptures based, based on these verses here. Do you see that? All scripture is breathed out by God and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and training in righteousness. And you say, Jesus did it too. That's what Jesus did. That's the example he used. He came and he based his ministry on the scriptures that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. So it's pretty cool. We see Jesus in these verses by seeing that this was a piece, this was a page from the playbook of Jesus Christ as he ministered as God incarnate, as God in human flesh among us. And so uh, it's just, it, to me, that's really interesting because Jesus, we have to watch out for the Jesus as superhero type look where it's like, yeah, Jesus did all this superhero stuff, but he was God. So what does it have to do with me? There are a few instances like that. For instance, if you get crucified on a cross, it won't wipe out the sins of the whole world. That's something that the Son of God needed to do. But Jesus was very plain that he was the only one that could accomplish that. For so many of the other things that he did in his ministry, he would then directly say to his disciples, and if you're a disciple of Christ, then he's talking to you by extension. He would look at his disciples and say, you see what I'm doing, you should do the same thing. So Jesus ministered by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to do the same thing. Jesus followed the paths of the scriptures and used them to correct and gain wisdom and do what he needed to do. We're supposed to do the same thing too. So um, we are supposed to follow in the footsteps of Jesus with very few exceptions. And that just helps me so much. I can't follow in the footsteps of a superhero because I'm not one. I'm just a father of five, pastor, husband, who's trying to do the best he can, and I need help. And so it's just neat that Jesus holds out all these things to me. And one of them he's holding out is 2 Timothy 3.16. So um, just in closing today, I'd like to point out what 16 and 17 say to us then. Um, you'll notice that these, this scripture here, Paul, I think this is very important for our current times. Paul is telling Timothy that these are good for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. You'll notice what 317 doesn't say. It doesn't say so that the man of God will always be right when he starts arguments about the Bible at work. It doesn't say so that the man of God can always prove to his wife or to her husband that she was right and he was wrong. <laughs> Do you see that? It doesn't say so the man of God can write best-selling books or so that the man of God can have a podcast that reaches millions. Instead, it says that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. The scripture is supposed to help us be more like Jesus. And if you're using the scripture to be less like Jesus by abusing other people, arguing with people and trying to be right all the time, or trying to figure out the mysteries of the universe, then you've lost your way. I've lost my way. So we need to watch out for that. The inspiration of scripture is not to win arguments and, and lord it over people. It's so that we can be trained in righteousness and begin to act and have a heart more like Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's all we have for today. Um, I always look forward to getting back with you, and uh, that's what we'll do. So like I said, we put these out as often as we can, and so I'm looking forward to it. Any thoughts or comments or requests of any kind, questions about things you hear on the podcast, uh, you can email me, J S E R R A 
at thecrosspoint.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.